1: After mother's Day, and moms, I hope you had a great day. I know I did. We drove out to uh, Fort Hood to go visit my military son. It was wonderful. And Saturday, we were out on the boat on Lake Conroe. So it was a wonderful Mother's Day weekend, and I'm sitting here with a bunch of guys that are not mothers that I'm aware of. <laughs> Probably fathers, or could be. I don't know. Maybe Christian's not a father, but... <laughs> Not that, have, he, not that he knows. But <laughs> right, right. Okay. So before this gets out of hand, I am Margie Taylor, and this is Conroe Culture News from Lone Star Community Radio, downtown Conroe, FM 104.5, 106.1, next door to Conroe Coffee. So we have some wonderful guests today. Uh, we have a candidate for Precinct 2 commissioner, and the runoffs are going on now, Greg Parker. We also have Eric Yolick of the Golden Hammer, and Christian Collins, who works with the Kevin Bray campaign uh, congressman kevin brady and this show is sponsored by roger stein chiropractic center which is located on highway 105 by conroe high school and taco bell so uh, a few things that are going on before we get carried away into local politics national politics and all of that i want to mention some things that are happening here in downtown conroe so there's some uh, Premier events that are happening this week. Red Onion Company on the square right across from the courthouse will host a uh, entertainment. Joey Ashton is the owner of the Red Onion Company and if you haven't been there, he has daily specials. He's open for breakfast and lunch and he's been open since uh, July 1st last year. He is an ex-detective and he is uh, so he's having some entertainment there on Thursday night. The guy's name is Troy Hess, and that will be from 6.15 to 8.15 with food, entertainment, and you can bring your own live spirits of alcohol. So also right next to us at Conroe Coffee will be Race Ready Repair Custom Bicycle Shop. Yes, there's a bicycle shop right next door, and they're getting ready to open. And they're having their grand opening on Saturday. So go by and get free beer raffle prizes and that starts at 4 p.m. Saturday. So it's the newest and sweetest adventure with bikes from Salsa and All City. Not really sure about that what that is. A bike's a bike to me, but go buy and go check it out and get some free beer. Also at the Crichton Theater, the historic Crichton Theater will be James and the Giant Peach and that will be on Friday and Saturday evenings with a Sunday matinee. Tickets are available at CrichtonTheater.org and that is sponsored by children's youth theater of houston so this is kids from the age of five to 18 will be in james and the giant peach and probably some of their parents as well because this is a family oriented thing so friday night is the third friday night movies in the park that's hosted by the city of conroe at heritage park and they will be showing beauty and the beast so that is absolutely free families can go out there bring their lawn chairs and uh, enjoy some fun So that's going on every Friday night through May. And do not forget that there's also live entertainment every Friday and Saturday night and actually most every day of the week in downtown Conroe, but especially Friday and Saturday nights at Red Brick Tavern, the Corner Pub and Pacific Yard House. So, of course, nothing is better than life in Conroe. We're going to talk about voting time. So we're just going to roll right into it because this is the runoff time right now. And there are several locations where you can go cast your vote from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, so there's a runoff election in Precinct 2 race and the Precinct 4 race. So with that, again, let me introduce my guests. So I have Greg Parker, who is in the runoffs, candidate for Precinct 4 I'm sorry, Precinct 2 Commissioner, I know better, <laughs> Eric Yalik, who's with the Golden Hammer, and Christian Collins, who is uh, Chief of Staff? Campaign Manager. Campaign Manager. Well, it's all rolls the same. Campaign Manager
2: for <laughs> Congressman Kevin Brady. Hey,
1: that's okay. So welcome, gentlemen. What say you?
3: <laughs> well, how are you today, Margie? Good?
1: I am great. That's fantastic. I'm ready to roll.
3: I, you know, I did vote today. Um, I went down there. There were a couple of people there, and we're looking for to get a lot more people out to vote in this runoff election. It is very critical. you know we have a a, a very critical election we've made some significant changes within the structure of Montgomery County here in the last month or two months and it's good to see that, um, as Eric calls them, the reformers are now taking over the county government and it's good to see that, but we need to finish it up and it 's time to finish up the work we've started, so we can bring about real change here in Montgomery County.
1: So there's several places that you can go vote. And let's talk about this first so that people know. And then we'll talk about it again just to remind people. Because the most important thing in a runoff is getting the people to go out there and vote. That's right. Because people forget. They know about the one that happened on March the 6th that kind of shocked people, I think, the way that things changed up. But they forget that they need to go back out, and Election Day will be May 22nd, which is a week from Tuesday. But this week, Monday through Friday, from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., they can vote at, let's see, one, two, three, four. I have six locations. I hope that's right. Mm-hmm. At the Allsworth Building, which is basically Conroe, downtown Conroe. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so that is on West Phillips Street. The Magnolia Community Building, which is really going to be a place where you see voter turnout, Mm -hmm. right, Greg? Yes. And South County Community Building on Lake Robbins Drive in the Woodlands. The North Montgomery County Community Center, which is in Willis. Uh, East County Courthouse, which will affect the Precinct 4 race a great deal in uh, Jim Clark. Mm -hmm. And then there's the Lone Star Community Center in Montgomery. Yes, that's correct. And that's it. Just those places. So you you do not have to be... Anybody can vote in any place. So I could go vote, even though um, I live out in Montgomery, I could go vote in East County or the Woodlands if I was so inclined. Correct, Eric?
4: Well, that's right. Of course, you do have to live in the voting precinct. So, you know, you right. have to live in precinct two or four. You know, I, I hope you don't mind me saying this, Margie. You know, and, and I certainly do appreciate Roger Stone Chiropractic for sponsoring the show. But the person who really has made a sacrifice for reform in this community is Margie T. And your, and your husband, Jeff. Yeah. You know,
1: well, thank you. I, I,
4: I've, I've known you for a long time. Um, I've heard about you for many years from my late friend, Marie Moore. And I know all the sacrifices that you and Jeff made. I mean, Jeff basically sacrificed his career so that you could fight for reform in this community. You fight for small businesses. You fight for the other, the other businesses and, and organizations that you serve. And we should all thank you for, for the very serious sacrifice. Well, I
1: appreciate made. that. I, I'm like Greg. I, I fight for what's right, ethically right. And it you can't go wrong if you're always doing the right thing, right? It, you don't have true. to that's go right. back and retract on that because it is what it is.
3: That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
1: So that's right. and hopefully we will see some changes coming forward here by late next Tuesday, the twenty yeah. second. Yeah.
3: Sure. You know, I, I I want to echo that with uh that uh, erica mentioned because i know at this present time you know you're taking a little heat having to do with uh, a particular heat. particular <laughs> candidate's campaign but you know the fact that you're you know you're out there and you're standing strong that's important to see for all to see because you are being watched you're 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 in always. the pr industry so it's good to see that you know you have those convictions and moving forward with that it's always you know really really uplifting to see that
4: well, and actually, I'd like to add another person who obviously has made a lot of sacrifice is Greg Parker. Oh, my God, I mean, no. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> it's you know, true. because, it's true. you know, Greg walked into a very difficult race um, with a, you know, part of perhaps you could say Texas that, um, you know, isn't necessarily so welcoming to reform and to conservative ideas and, and to change. Um, and it's really remarkable but what both Greg and his wife Tasha have done um, i mean they're spending all of their time now in this campaign they've taken a lot of uh, sort of pot shots i would say a lot of
1: criticism that's right straight out criticism and made up stories and i guess that happens in politics right you know when when the tough get going you know they it, they get desperate
3: they do right. so they do to be honest i I want to uh, thanks Eric. I, I appreciate that. for 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 us, granted, you know, we want to just we just want to make change and positive change for the community that we've chosen. It is very disheartening to see people who just make stuff up out of the wind and don't particularly care who it affects or who it hurts. And that's that is that is really disheartening. If you know, sticking to the facts is is something that is in political camps campaigns now has really just gone by the wayside it's no you know it's no longer just a gentleman's agreement to just stick to the issues now it's about you know tearing down a particular person's character and and scorched earth approached and that's just it's really just not right
1: it bothers me a lot not as much as i'm sure it bothers you because there's a lot of pot shots at you Mm -hmm. but we all live in this community are, are we all going to live here, like, on May 23rd? <laughs> I mean, what is the game plan? <laughs> yeah, is there an Armageddon? I mean, I don't know. Uh, Christian, what do you think about all this?
2: <laughs> I, I think people will, will have to get used with the, re- the results of the is. election. So yeah. Whatever is, They'll is, have to get right? used to it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, so, I you know. Uh, well, and whoever wins this race, mm-hmm. they'll have to make peace with the other side and work yes. to bring and people together. And work with them because
1: they will yeah, be the leader, right? That's right. just the way it is.
3: Yeah. I mean, right. you know? I mean, Christian have mentioned, talked about that, too, and he's right. No matter who, what side wins, we're going to have to come together to get anything done. I mean, it's clear from the early voting, I'm sorry, from the primary election that uh, me and Mr. Riley are pretty much neck and neck. Now, regardless of whether you, if you take out the um, Brian Dawson votes or if you add those in or if our polling says they're coming to us two to one, the fact still remains is we're still going to have to we're going to have to work with. Everybody on each side. So that's why I don't understand throwing out the the bombs or, or or tearing down a person's character from that standpoint. It's just not productive. It really isn't because we're really going to have to work together.
1: Well, irregardless, whoever wins, you put a lot into it. Both parties do into making a difference in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you agree with how their approach is, they take a lot of time to do this and not it. I don't see a whole cast of people out there doing it. There's only a few that want to make a difference in the community. So we need to kind of put that in perspective as well, that people are volunteering their time to make a difference in our community at this point, at this point.
4: I would slightly disagree with that, Margie. And let me tell you why. I think that there actually are a lot of people who want to make a difference in our community. But the reality is, is that, you know, especially, in a very Republican oriented community, people are working, they're all hustling to make a living to support their families. And, and it's very hard to take the time to, to, you know, go and do civic work and, and community work. Um, and, and so I, I, I wouldn't be so down so much on on people as far as not wanting reform i think they actually
1: No, do. I agree with you there. It might have been the way that I approach that. I think it takes a certain person to run for office. True. You know, and you've been down that road too. It right. does take a certain person to put their all everything, stop everything else they're doing, whether they have another business that they're doing, family your whole family's out there on the line with you as well yeah right christian i mean it's <laughs> just the way it is and pot shots and everything you've got to have that discussion before you even decide to run that it's going to happen
4: you know it's interesting to i think it's really cool that you have christian collins on this show and, and let me tell you I why like you christian. know christian I, 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 I don't like him i don't <laughs> like him, <I> don't <laughs> like him. <laughs> some people like me some people okay. don't no, but, <laughs> w- but there's an interesting analogy um which is when Kevin Brady ran in 1996 for the first time for Congress. You know, that was, I think it was a six-person race or maybe a five-person race at the beginning. And then there was a very, very hotly contested runoff election between Kevin and Dr. Gene Fontenot. And, you know, we saw a lot of the same type of stuff where, you know, Dr. Fontenot's people would not only go after Kevin – but they would also go after Kevin's supporters, mm-hmm. and you know uh, what we're seeing now, especially from Greg's opponent, is some really some of the most vicious attacks. They're I've very ever vicious. Seen. It's worse than and I've it's, ever seen, and it. it's not even so much against me. Greg. Some of the supporters, it's, you know, it's, it's everybody else, supporters. right? <laughs> and, and Including myself, <laughs> right? That, that's right, and and you know it's it's not a very effective campaign mechanism. Um, because what it does is it's sort of like, you know, what happened with, um, and excuse me for swearing on the show, but Hillary Clinton, um, you know, when she made her comment about, um, you're not supposed to laugh at profanity, <laughs> Christian. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when she made her comment about the basket of deplorables in September of 2016, and it backfired because it wasn't a criticism of her opponent, Mr. Trump at the time. It was a criticism of the people who was who were supporting him, and you know that's what we're seeing more and more out of the Riley camp, um, and and it's a real shame because, you know, we do have to be a community uh, afterwards, and and hopefully we can be a really good, cohesive community after the election is over.
1: I agree with that. So let's let's stay on topic here, Greg. Unless okay. you wanted to add something else to that. No, no,
3: we'll stay on topic. Okay. <laughs>
1: so. Tell me about what you're hoping to bring, what kind of changes you're hoping to bring Oh, and uh, why people should come out and vote for you.
3: Okay, well, one, I do believe, for, first of all, m- the changes I want to bring or I believe I w- uh, can bring and the vision I have for Precinct 2 is a vision where we're, we're mobile and we have the mobility that we deserve. The fact is, is that we have projects from the 2015 bond that have been started. And really Why
1: haven't they been started?
3: Well, that's something you're going to ask Mr. Riley about.
1: Okay, <laughs> they haven't
3: been started, and they're not moving forward. I'm not going to go into being super that's negative fine. there. They have not moved moving forward, and they need to. We have significant conflicts of interest that need to be addressed, nepotism, and several other things that are not being addressed that need to be so we can have a level playing field for everyone and 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 all um, people who want to interact not only with the county but the citizens as well. And I believe it's important that we lower taxes and give money back to the people to put more in, more money in their pockets. And these are the things, this is the vision I have for Precinct 2. And you say, okay, well, Greg, that's great. What can you do? I've done it before, and I know I can do it again. Um, not only from the standpoint of being a two-term county commissioner In Comel County.
1: And you weren't run out of town. And
3: I was not run out of town at all. I have testimony (laughs) to say so. But anyway, like I said, I'm not going to address their lies. The fact of the matter is I I performed well and was very well respected in in Comel County. And a track record of actually doing these things, whether it's mobility planning, from actually, and also stopping toll roads. And I think it's important that we do that. Also, I want to make sure we um, assist other communities and Beginning or pretty much uh, living up to their fullest potential. The Woodlands is looking at incorporation. As a fa- former city manager, I can tell you it's important to foster that development so that those citizens of the Woodlands can chart their own course, whether it be in roads or or ordinances or things to that effect. Let's let's support them in the things they want to do. And that's, that's the kind of per, uh, person we need as, as commissioner in precinct, too. Not just saying, hey, I'm just washing my hands of it or, you know what? We've got flooding issues. Well, you know, you shouldn't have moved over there. You know, that's the one right. thing that really irks me about.
1: Um, that's fairly helpful, isn't it?
3: Yeah. I mean, you've got people in, in precinct, too, who are going through flood issues. And the best they can get is, well, you moved over there. You knew what you were getting And they're still not home. And they're still not, you know. There's
1: abandoned oranges streets are, out oranges there. Four
3: inches of rain, mm-hmm. and they can't get to their house. Correct. That's just downright ridiculous. So on a county road, they can't get to their house. Well, I have a couple
1: questions not for you. Okay, so you have some endorsements by some um affluent people, leaders Mm -hmm. in the Woodlands. Mm -hmm. Who are they? Okay,
3: well, (laughs) I have, I am. um, Tell all, Greg. (laughs) Uh,
0: Tell
1: all, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I know. So that was kind of a rhetoric question, but go ahead.
3: Um, Well, um, uh, several of the, or um, some of the Woodlands Township Board, Gordy, um, Brian Boniface, and John Brown. Gordy Bunch. Gordy Bunch. Thank you. Uh, We also have um, been endorsed by Commissioner Nowak. Uh, I've also been endorsed by um, the former um, competitor, uh, Brian Dawson. Um, we're looking at, yeah, yeah we're. I just said that. <laughs> yeah, we've got um, Steve uh, the group Steve Toth actually just came out. <laughs> oh, thank you for reminding me, Margie. I I, well, that's what <laughs> I, I do. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, we also have um, groups such as the uh, pay, the Patriots Pack, Montgomery County Tea Party, the um, again, um, Texas Against Toll Roads. Oh, man. Got quite a few. (laughs) Exactly. Right,
1: right. Montgomery County Law Enforcement Association, Grassroots uh, America, America, Precinct Chamber. How about
4: Brett Ligon?
1: Well, (laughs) I'm
4: supported by Brett Ligon. You're supported. He did come out and say that. He he did
1: did not say endorse. He He did not use that word. He did not use that word. He just said he liked you because you haven't been in his court. Uh, He hasn't worked against you. You have not threatened him. I
3: haven't, and he has not wasted any. Taxpayer money and in, investigating me for anything. And okay. I can tell you, more, 90 times. Oh, don't turn around <laughs> and look. Don't do that. <laughs> I can tell you, 99.9%, he will not be investigating me. Only time I've ever seen the inside of so a So you have taking a tour. You haven't really.
1: Okay. <laughs> That's All right. So he did say that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And tell mm-hmm. me about precinct chairs.
3: Oh, we have 11 <laughs> of the 20 precinct chairs. If I'm not mistaken, that have endorsed the campaign. Yes, that is correct. That's a pretty and strong
1: statement. I want to say yeah.
3: it's five out of Magnolia, the Magnolia area, and the rest out of the rest the remainder of the uh, precinct.
1: So you have a lot of people behind you pushing yes. you forward.
3: Yes, and a lo- and make no mistake these these individuals, while you know they've lent their names, they've also lent their time, and they've lent um, you know making uh, not only making um, communicating with their supporters and communicating with their friends to to get out and vote. And that's what I appreciated. They're there's not, they're, you know, they're not just there just to put their name on it. They've actually been um, active and involved and I and I want to thank them for that.
1: And you are educated, <laughs> right? Despite I mean, did you just mail in and get your education or what? <laughs>
3: yeah, wish it was that yeah. easy, <laughs> but it is not. Yes. I know I've been yes. down that road. It's not that easy. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, despite, despite some of the things that are out there and, and wanting to disparage some of the, I think it's 19 million individuals who've, decided to move forward with um, education online. Uh, Even brick-and-mortar universities now have um, online education. Well, it just makes it easier,
1: especially for people that work and have, you know, a job. That's correct. You know, you don't always know what you're going to do when you're 17 or 18 in life, and, you know, life takes you down different journeys, different roads. And, but you do have two degrees at this point.
3: That's correct. I have a bachelor's degree, business administration, emphasis on project management, a master's of public administration, and I am completing
4: ABD for my PhD in public policy. Yes.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. The truth. The truth. Can (laughs) I add one, there's one
4: group that actually has endorsed Greg, and I don't know their names, but it's an important group. And that is I've talked to several people who have been elected officials, city officials, and county government officials in Como County, and they have told me directly that they're, they've never seen a better county commissioner than Greg Parker, that he was fantastic, and that he will only bring positive things to the county government in Montgomery
1: County. And you only left because your wife...
3: Well, I believe in term limits. Well, and, you
1: believe in term yeah, limits. And
3: two terms was was more than enough. And my wife, during the, actually during the time I was county commissioner, my wife was working in Houston. And How'd
1: so, that work out? Uh, it was interesting
3: <laughs> having her commute back and forth. But, um, it, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Uh, so okay. um, after, you know, upon deciding not to run again, she's like, we're moving closer to my job. And we picked Montgomery County. Okay. Yeah, I or was not run out it? of county at all, remotely. Not and, even remotely and
1: city close. manager?
3: City manager, yes. I was city manager of a small town in um, Oklahoma, where I spent a year. And I know there are significant folks who want to chastise that, but we have plenty of um, testimony. Folks have called up there. Um, I was um, proven to be a fantastic city manager, didn't mismanage anything. And the reason why my contract was not renewed there is because I would not perform nepotism or cronyism for some of the city leaders that wish to do so. And that
4: is documented in the press.
1: So tell me about nepotism in Montgomery County, Mr. Yalik.
4: You know, this, <laughs> this, this is an, only an hour-long show. I know, have, and we're like
1: halfway done. Charts yeah.
4: and <laughs> I know, and Christian wanted to talk, too. <laughs> no, ne- nepotism is a giant pr- problem in this county. I mean, it's, it's almost like it's a family business in the county government. Um, almost every department has nepotism problems. Um, you know, if you look at the five county commissioners, three of them uh, have immediate family members and close relations. Uh, who have jobs in the county it, it's just wrong it's it's an abuse of power and it needs to stop
1: so tell me why and when you started the Golden Hammer
3: oh that's a good question
1: <laughs> well, I- <laughs> <laughs> well everybody's um, looking at you
4: <laughs> you know I, I I was I decided in June of 2016 that I wanted to try to reduce the size of the county government by you know reduce spending and reduce taxes and I started working with the Conroe Courier. Um, there were a couple of reporters there who were, you know, I would give them news stories and and they would report them. But I started to see that the Courier really worked more with the county government than they did with, with uh, the you know, representing the interests of the people. So at that point, basically, I decided the only way I was going to get the real information out was starting my own newspaper. And so, so that's how the Golden Hammer came in.
2: Can I make a comment real quick? Of sure. course. I studied political science at the University okay. of Texas. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining <laughs> us today, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> and, Marty, thank you so much for all that you do and your activism, and you do such a great job in our community, so thank you so much. And, and just from a political science perspective, one of the things that I've observed about the Golden Hammer is that it gets a lot of clicks, and some people are afraid to like it, yep. but they read it. Yep. And... <laughs>
1: Everybody reads it.
2: I think it subliminally <laughs> affects the minds of the voters, whether they open it or not, they see the caption, they see the picture and it's day after day after day. Mm-hmm. And it usually happens right around 11 or 12 at night. So <laughs> right. you read your, you read your Psalms before bed, <laughs> right. then you get the golden hammer and then you go to bed. Right.
4: Well, thank you, Christian. <laughs> no, I, I mean, the, the reality is I have a lot of fun with it. And, um, you know, I hope that it's having a positive effect. I know there's some people who probably don't appreciate the criticism in it.
2: Well, you have thick skin, Eric. That's for sure. Because to do what you I have do too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have thick skin, and I think there are people that love you, and obviously that hate you. But yeah. uh, you're standing up for what you believe in, and uh, that's to be respected and admired. And I think Thanks. a lot of people have realized that in this past cycle that he's become one of the most influential activists, yep. if I not agree. the most influential activists no, in our community. Nice. And so
1: everybody's heard of you.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you go to the, go right. to the random right. diner and you'll see people mm-hmm. just reading the golden hammer on yep. their phones. He's right. the guy at the gym. He said, yeah. have you ever heard of, heard of the golden hammer? You know, and, but you
4: know, I, honestly, I'm having a good time, but I mean, and I appreciate what you say, Christian, but I mean, you look at people honestly, like Ginger Russell, Julie Turner, um, Bill O'Sullivan. I mean, th- those people have worked for years so hard. What I'm doing is nothing compared to what those people
3: are doing. Well, I, I think, I don't, I don't believe, you know, Christian is, is downing their their oh, input by all yeah. means. I mean, because I, th- I think they, they do have significant input in the community and made significant changes, but we do have to look at the fact since 2016 until now, or when you start until now, the landscape has changed and, you know, when we walk blocks, you know, we've talked to people that, you know, will tell you, I saw that on a golden hammer or something to that effect. They may not want to click like, but they do read it. And it it has had a, a significant change on the political landscape that is Montgomery County. And where I think the Courier fell short, you have picked up that slack. You have done the investigative journalism and the whether, whether it be from a tabloid style or not, the fact is you've done that investigative journalism. You're, you're looking okay. into opening up those things that are closed. And now we've got that part where, okay, well, I may go to the courier to, you know, look at the see 2 two different sides. I go to the golden hammer to see what's been exposed. Right. You know to see what's now. Well, you now know what?
1: We're going to take a break right on that, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit about Jim Clark. We're going to talk about national news and uh, what Congressman Brady is doing. I'm Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture News. We are live. We're just going to hear a little bit from our sponsor.
0: Are you suffering from lower back pain, migraines or headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel? Neck pain, sciatica, or joint pain? or sports injuries, herniated discs, or complications from pregnancy diminishing your quality of life? Then visit Rogers Stein Chiropractic at 3303 West Davis Street in Conroe. Their staff, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers, Dr. Brian McGee, and Dr. Martha Manzanares, are experts in providing safe, effective, and affordable approaches in spinal care designed to stop your pain. With unparalleled service and proven treatments, Roger Stein Chiropractic is your choice for pain relief. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit r-o-d-g-e-r-s-s-t-e-i-n-chiropractic.com. Roger Stein Chiropractic is a proud sponsor of Conroe Culture News.
5: Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas.
1: And we are back. I am Margie Taylor, the host of Conroe Culture News, FM 104.5, 106.1, every Monday at noon for the last two years, downtown Conroe, right next to Conroe Coffee. And uh, we are here today with Greg Parker, candidate for the runoffs in Precinct 2. We're going to talk a little bit about Jim Clark, who's also in the runoffs at Precinct 4. These are important races for Commissioner's Court. We also have Eric Yollock who is here. If you don't know who Eric Yollock is, I, I guess you don't live in Montgomery County, is all I know. And he's with the Golden Hammer. And Christian Collins, who is
3: Campaign Manager.
1: Campaign manager. I wanna keep calling you chief of staff. Is that okay? No. I mean,
2: everybody's, it's a, it's a different everybody's getting <laughs> yeah. a
1: promotion over there, I've seen. Yeah, it's a, so, it's a
2: different department. So, yeah. uh, okay,
1: well, we want yeah. campaign manager. I, campaign I deal manager. with the
2: politics of it. You,
1: yeah, imagine. So we're talking politics today. We're talking local politics, and then we're going to veer into national things that are going on and federal things. So I want to talk a little bit about what's on people's minds as far as these runoffs. So Commissioner Riley does have an indictment against him. I mean that is true. He hasn't been found guilty, but cuz it's been going back and forth since 2016, right. I believe. And so it is now waiting in an appellate 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 court, correct? Right. For an appeal. He,
4: oh. Right. The what happened was his indictment was actually dismissed, but then the Beaumont Court of Appeals reversed the trial judge, reinstated the indictment on February the 8th. Um, now, Riley, his co defendant Mark Davenport, and his other co defendant Craig Doyle are trying to get the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals to hear the case. It's not necessarily true that they'll even hear it. They don't have to. And so, if they don't, then it'll come back to Montgomery County for a jury trial.
1: That wouldn't be good for them, probably. Or would it? I mean, what is your just opinion?
4: <laughs> you know, I, I have to admit, my, my feeling about that case has actually changed a little bit. At the beginning, I didn't think very much of it, but the more I hear about it, and I've seen some of the grand jury evidence, um, I think they have a real problem, actually. Um, I, I think that a jury trial, you know, remember, already a grand jury, which uh, is ordinary citizens, uh, indicted them. Right, and so, that was the beginning. Right, and so, you know, you'd have, drawn from a similar jury pool, uh, a petty, you know, a, a regular 12-person jury that would hear their case. So uh, I think they have some things to fear in, in a jury trial. Well, so,
1: But it won't happen um, before this election is over. I mean, that isn't going to happen. The election will be over here uh, between the two of you and Jim Clark and, and Metz May 22nd, which is a week from now.
3: Mm-hmm. My, my question was, what happens, at, let's say, in the two scenarios, if, Charlie loses, what do you think happens? And if Charlie wins, what do you think happens?
4: I think that if Charlie loses um, in the runoff with you, Greg, Mm -hmm. that um, there is a really strong likelihood that both he and Craig Doyle will cut a deal with the special prosecutor, Chris Downey. Um, It's just, you know, it's not not worth fighting over at that point. Um, If they win, then... The danger is that, well, I mean, Doyle's already lost, so right. he's out at the end of the year. If Charlie Riley lo- or wins, there, there are a couple of dangers. One of them is, is that if the case goes to trial uh, you know in the, in the next few months, let's say over the summer, what could easily happen is that uh, if he's convicted, it is an automatic removal from office under the Texas government code. And so basically at that point, uh, the Republican Party would have to appoint a new nominee, but the problem is, is that if they're within 68 days of the general election, and I forgot when it is, and it's you know one of the first 10 days in November, um, if that happens, then the Republican Party would not have the right to choose a new nominee, and so a Democrat would actually be elected county commissioner um, if. It happens on a different time. So in other words, either the case goes to trial before that 68-day period or it goes into what's most likely is it will go to trial in November, in 2019. What would likely happen at that point is, is that Charlie would be removed from office if he's convicted, uh, and then the county judge in Montgomery County would appoint a new Precinct 2 county commissioner. I mean, that's not a very good option either. Then the people don't get to choose their county commissioner. Hmm.
1: Well, there you have it. Okay, so before I move over to Christian, Jim Clark. Tell me something about Jim Clark and why it's important for him to win.
4: Well, Jim Clark's got the best voting record of the five members of the the county commissioners court right now. Um, You know, I'm not saying that Jim is a perfect candidate or a perfect commissioner. I think he had a rough start but he has greatly improved as a county commissioner. He's a lot more responsive.
1: He was uh, on your hit list for a while.
4: He wasn't on, I, I've never had a hit list, but, but I mean. <laughs> I don't he, mean he, that he cer- Yeah, I know, but I mean, he certainly <laughs> was someone that I was not happy with right. in, in a couple of the things he was mm-hmm. doing, but but he really has improved a lot. And I think the, the people in Precinct 4 are recognizing that he's a much better commissioner than he was even a year ago. So- it's important to to re-elect Jim Clark. Jim is, I I think he is very sincere. Even when I was critical of him, uh, I always felt that he he really thought that he was trying to do the right thing. Well, and
1: sometimes you don't know until with experience. And he was newer in his position. Uh, He hadn't been involved on some of the projects as he is now. And of course, we've had we had a lot of flooding out there, and the hurricanes and all that. So he has been actively involved in some of those concerns, the flood mitigation and road work and things like that. And I've seen that he's been progressing. Right. He's about getting the um, extension or the uh, toll taken off at the flyover, the two forty two, right. which isn't happening right now. <laughs> so and and you know.
4: Jim has done an outstanding job with the money that he received in the road bond referendum. You know, the, the courier blog has tried to make it look like he's done nothing, but what he's actually done is he's taken the $70 million that he got in the road bond referendum for projects in precinct four and leveraged them into about $800 million of state projects where there has to be a local matching fund. So I, I think he's actually done a really good job, but you know the learning curve with Jim Clark shows you how important it is to bring someone like Greg Parker into office. Who does have experience? He's got eight years of experience. He has more experience than Charlie Riley, James Nowak, uh Jim Clark. He has more. Actually, he has more experience than Craig Doyle did uh, as a as a county judge as of this wow. moment. So, I mean, you know, experience, especially when you're dealing with. Issues like Textot, flooding issues, the San Jacinto River Authority, you know, all these different governmental entities trying to get federal funds. We could have a whole
1: topic on flood right. mitigation. Right. But I mean, you know, there's
4: there's a lot of complexity. <laughs> Not and, enough time for that. And bringing someone in like Greg with <laughs> right. that experience can make a huge difference.
1: Okay. To my right is Christian. Hey, Christian.
2: Hey, Margie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so also, and you are in uh, leadership Montgomery County too. I am. And you it's are been graduating and- in another week.
2: I will be. The so, 24th. So, I know. I'm excited. excited. I'll, I'll
1: be there serving food as an LMC alumni.
2: And what year did you graduate?
1: 2015.
2: Wow. Okay. Mm. Fantastic. It's been a great program, and I would encourage anyone else to get involved. Uh, worth your while.
1: So, let's talk about things that are uh, dear to you. Okay. And we can start off with the most important thing that's dear to you. And what is that?
2: Well, uh, Most important thing is the people here in Montgomery County. (laughs) Of course. Because you live here. Uh, And starting with you all, thank you all for your advocacy and involvement in our community and uh, special friends to the congressman. So really appreciate you. Um, Also want to say that there's a couple of different issues that have gone on uh, in the last couple of weeks. And I'll, I'll make this comment about President Trump. He's doing a fantastic job. The way he's handled North and South Korea, I think people thought he was a hothead. And in fact, he's proven to be very steady-minded about how he's yeah. approached this conflict. Mm-hmm. He he walked away from a bad deal, and he's a little bit um, unconventional, I would say. He is in unconventional. Calling, uh, Kim Jong Un, a little rocket man, but <laughs> of all things, he gets that man, and he brings peace to the region. Uh, they're denuclearizing, and, and it's yep. amazing to see. And and I think it's it's no coincidence. Uh, that today on the 70th anniversary of the state of Israel, that we're getting to recognize Jerusalem as its capital. And that's thanks to president Trump. president Trump is doing a fantastic job as it pertains to foreign policy. And just last week he pulled out of the the nuclear agreement with Iran Mm -hmm. and it was a bad deal that never should have been made. And they're not going to be on a gliding path to building up weapons anymore. So, um, we're really excited about that, You're to say the up. least.
1: You're fired up. I am up.
2: fired up. <laughs> and all the Democrats want to talk about is Stormy Daniels and this fake right. news Russia investigation, which they've literally founded nothing. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the biggest nothing burger I've ever seen. And and so President Trump is doing all he can to get our country moving in the right direction. He's getting fans left and right. Maybe you saw that Kanye got on board. Yeah. Um, (laughs) which, which was the most random, but most entertaining (laughs) week of my life. Um, But uh, it's really exciting to see that president Trump is continuing to move the ship forward. And I think his approval rating is higher than Obama's was at this time in his presidency. He's doing a great job, great job. And it's amazing to see that president Trump, in spite of all the odds Everyone being against him in the media, except for Fox News, everyone being against him. And there's establishment Republicans that are against him. But he's continuing to fight for the people. He's keeping promises. He's
1: a bulldog. He just keeps going forward.
2: Right. He's yeah. keeping yeah. promises that he made. And people are, are, are surprised that he's doing these things. Right. What? You actually want to build a wall? What? Mm-hmm. You want to put the Jerusalem uh, embassy where it's at, and where in its natural place in Jerusalem and in Israel. What you want to get out of the Iran deal? Yeah. You know, he's actually keeping his promises, and, and that's what's so exciting to see to the voters. And so I think um, the biggest way that elections have consequences is this tax, uh, this tax deal that was made with uh, Congress. I think uh, they're doing an incredible job, and it, and it all started with Kevin Brady. Uh, had he not been in that position, I don't think we would have seen the deal that we saw. I don't think it would have been near as good, and I think the economy is doing better than ever. And you look at GDP mm-hmm. going from 2 to above 3%. You look at uh, this past month because of new jobs being added to the economy. And the unemployment rate is at a 3.9%. And black unemployment rate is lowest. As it's ever, ever been. been. Yeah, that's right. And and it's amazing to see. And when there are more jobs out of the economy, what happens is there are more people paying taxes, and then you get the largest uh, surplus, like we had last month, two hundred and fourteen billion dollars. Amazing. amazing. You, know, you know, it's interesting what
4: you say about Kevin's contribution. I I think that you're probably right that tax reform would not have sailed through Congress the way that it did if it hadn't been Kevin as chairman of the Ways and Means Committee. Because, you know, Kevin often has been criticized in, in the past for sort of being non-confrontational. You know, he's not a Freedom Caucus guy. Right. Um, you, you know, sometimes he's not as hardline as I think a lot of voters would like. But, uh, he does, he does get along with people, and he really right. gets along with everyone and always has. Right. Kind of important. And it, it, is. <laughs> it and, is. And, you know, in, in this one instance, we saw where basically he was able to put together a deal on that tax bill that um, really was driven in large part, I think, because of his positive personality.
2: Right. And, Eric, um, I'll add on to what you said. Uh, there are about 30 Freedom Caucus members on the, the right and then you have the Tuesday moderate group that are just barely center right. And then you have the Republican study committee. That's the biggest. And he's able to be amiable and friendly with everyone. And so when you're in a leadership position, your job is to pull everyone together. And there are people like Louis Gohmert that definitely have their purpose in Congress. They hold people's feet to the fire. They're valuable. But just as well, they're, it's really valuable to have somebody like Congressman Brady Uh, who's also best friends with the whip, Steve Scalise, and they're actually roommates. And they work together to get stuff done. And in this case, when we have a Republican president and you want to get someone in there in that position that can bring people together, and had it not been Kevin Brady, this tax bill may not have looked the way that it did. And our economy wouldn't be booming the way it's doing now. And we're just getting started. And so Democrats have tried to sell the lie that this is going to increase the deficit and there are gonna be a lot of problems. And the CBO has put out all this false information out. But what we've actually seen is just like the Republicans predicted, that our economies, it's making leaps and bounds above where it was this time last year. And our economy is doing better than ever under President Trump in large part due to Congressman Kevin Brady. He was the author of this bill and he worked very hard and bringing people together, writing the legislation, and getting something done. There's still a lot more to be done. Cutting down the size and scope of the IRS, there's a lot more to be I done.
1: working on that, yeah.
2: Um, but he's, he's doing a really good job there.
1: So tell me, where are we at, uh, and what is your feeling about the uh, sanctuary states and the border control and immigration and all of that?
2: Well, what I would have liked to have seen um, in this last omnibus was a lot more border funding. And I've heard that President Trump can go the backdoor route to get more, but the votes just weren't there in the House and Senate to get a deal done past 100 miles of border wall. They do brag about the 100 miles of border wall, and they have touted that as a victory. But as you well know, I mean, the border is very vast. And so there needs to be a lot more miles put in yeah. place so that we actually secure our borders. And I like that just after that, that he, he sent the troops, uh, the National Guard down to the border to protect uh, and defend against uh, some of the illegal immigrant criminals that are coming over. Uh, but we have a lot more that we need to do. And I think um, we'll wait and see what happens. I know that President Trump will deliver, uh, but he needs help in Congress and he needs more votes Uh, in the House and in the Senate to get it done, because there are establishment Republicans, uh, Flake and Corker and Graham Mm -hmm. and McCain and others that do not want to help him keep his promise to the voters. But this is why he got elected. He promised a wall. And so there are House Republicans, many of them that are on board, and the ones that aren't maybe are leaving for good reason. But uh, we're seeing that we just don't have the votes in the Senate for him to actually keep his promises uh, on this unless, unless we get those votes. Or unless he can go the back door route and get it done another way without maybe via executive order somehow. That's, that's another, that's another uh, conversation that I just don't have the answers to right now.
4: It, it does look like he's getting more votes. The, so far, the Republican primaries across the country have really brought in more conservatives rather than establishment candidates in the Republican Party. And the other thing, and, and I'm sorry to, to break it to the liberals who might be listening to this show, um, the numbers are very strongly trending towards the Republicans. You know, I'm not saying that if the election were held today that they would, you know, not lose some seats in the House. But the way that the trend the trends are looking, which is what you really have to look at in polling numbers, Um, it looks like the Republicans will keep the House, they'll keep the Senate, and they may actually pick up some seats in the House.
2: Eric, I Uh, love your optimism, and I really hope that's the case. If that were to be what happened, it would have to be a precedent of, I don't know how many years, but we would have to break that precedent because more than likely, I think it was 2002, uh, but that was because after uh, 9-11 that we had that momentum. And as a country, when we came together, um, but usually when there's a new president, his party loses in the midterms. And, and that's just always been the case. But I think if there's anybody to break that precedent, it's going to be this president because <laughs> it doesn't matter what. He, he's not normal. Is he's he? not normal. <laughs> you no, know? I kind of like that. I, I like
1: the radical.
2: Yeah. Yeah. In <laughs> spite of what the polls have said, he's proven a lot of people wrong. And so I, I like your optimism. I hope that's the case. And I can only say that we, notice, have, we have to reelect uh, the Republicans in November. And we have to do everything that we can to get out the vote for people like Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have to get out the vote for uh, people like Greg Abbott. And and, and throughout our, uh, there's three important races, I would say, in the congressional races. Uh, there's, there's H.E.R.D., mm-hmm. In in San Antonio, there's Sessions in Dallas and there's Culberson in Houston. And those are the races that the Democrats are really targeting. They're high profile races that they think that they have a shot to take them out. And so we have to do everything that we can uh, to keep those people in office and then make inroads to get not only keep the House. Because if Nancy Pelosi becomes speaker, she already said that she would raise taxes. And they're on this mission to do whatever they can to impeach Trump.
3: Yeah. Now, what do you see in um, what's the one with Crenshaw and Roberts? Right. Yeah. What do you see in that race?
2: You know, I, I really like Crenshaw okay. as a person and, and Roberts is a nice guy. Um, you know, I think uh, one of the things for my generation that's so exciting about Crenshaw is a younger guy mm-hmm. that can reach millennial voters. And so uh, people talk about his military background and obviously he's a war hero. But we need some younger candidates in Congress, and I think uh, he's, he's someone that would be really good to reach our generation.
4: And, and he's a really good successor to Ted Poe. Right. Very similar outlooks on life. I know I Ted mean, Poe. You know, they, I've known him for a long I think time. Crenshaw will make just an amazing congressman.
2: Whatever happens, we, I, I believe that they will both support President Trump, and they're both nice guys, and they both are Christian men. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I, I like I like Crenshaw in this race. I think he has the momentum, mm-hmm. and uh, he's definitely for
3: recognizable. Right. <laughs> he's got the patch.
2: And okay, right. guys, we <laughs> need to start okay,
1: wrapping up because we only have about four or five minutes left to go, and um, a couple things I want to mention is that people can find out more. There, there will be a link of this also in a synopsis on YouTube, and I will share it again on Conroe Culture News, Taylor Spr, and other places. Or you can go to uh, IRLoneStar.com to see more of this and share the link to this show. But you will see the links to the Golden Hammer, how to find information, both on Facebook and on the website, and how to find out more about Kevin Brady via his Facebook page, which is just simply Kevin Brady or kevinbrady.house.gov for his website. And then there's Greg Parker, which is Parker 2018, for both Facebook and uh, information about the candidate, which is all his education, experience, and any other questions that you have. And uh, so the runoff election is going on now. You can vote 7-7 to at five different places throughout the county, Uh, but you can only vote for... If you live in precinct two or four, right. then you can, you're eligible to go vote at these other places. And the uh, runoff election day will be on Tuesday, May 22nd from t- 7 to 7. And we're all going to hold hands and rejoice one way or another and let it roll. So,
3: Margie, we got to be more positive than that. Greg is winning.
1: I know. <laughs> I, I, I know. I know. But I'm just saying, um, you know, you got to get out and vote. We need we need people yeah. to vote because, pe- you know, it's critical. Yep. you know and a
3: runoff I, and a runoff turnout is the most important
1: it's part. horrible it, it's no. horrible so it's about recognizing that people need to make a difference and get out in the community and one question I have one mm-hmm. last question toll roads mm-hmm. so the big topic is that the mobility issue will not be fixed without it being told out Magnolia area that is just not true
3: I don't believe that is well you know text dot has has sit back and they've got this the aggie highway that they're, they're they've got planned and going i just don't see why they would build this entire stretch of road and just leave out our our three mile section you know that's that's to me is just ridiculous
1: well didn't they build a road in grimes county
3: yeah Well, they yeah they're they're going right? to do that the fact look if at all possible it should be a free road now i don't like toll roads we'll never support toll roads i'm i'm not i'm I'm against them, and I stopped them in Comel County. It does not need to be a toll road. Fine. Textop wants to build it, let them build it.
4: It does not need to be a toll road.
1: Okay. Any last words from any of you guys? Say what you want, Anything? but that's me. Anything this is your
4: well, I actually I want to add one thing to that. You know, one one thing that came out very early on about that toll road was that the federal government actually had already given a grant to Textop to build the entire Aggie expressway uh, from Beltway 8 to College Station. And the reason was, is because they needed a way to transport infectious medical waste from the College Station area to the Texas Medical Center. The funding is already in place. And that's another reason that it's ridiculous. Montgomery County has come forward. And basically, because of the work of Charlie Riley and Craig Doyle in lobbying we are going to have a toll- a tollway when it ought to be a freeway. The money's already there for it.
1: Okay. So get out the boat if you are eligible. This is Margie Taylor, Culture News. We will be back next Monday at noon. Hope you all have a fabulous week. Thank awesome. you. Thanks,
3: Margie. Thank you. Thank you, Margie.